Hello, I'm Katherine Barron, host of The Score. This is a special episode for the World Education Summit. In our podcast, we explore complex issues regarding academic integrity, especially cheating at colleges and universities. Guests on The Score are scholars, professors, administrators, journalists, and students. They agree that cheating is a significant problem with serious repercussions for society, but disagree on what constitutes cheating and what to do about it. Anyone following the news these days knows that many of the most pressing concerns we face are global. Educational opportunity and quality are among those critical issues, and academic integrity is becoming another huge challenge. The World Education Summit is the perfect place to address this issue. Academic integrity is not isolated to one country or university, nor can it be addressed by one country or one university solving the problem on its own. Dr. Tricia Bertram Gallant, Director of Academic Integrity at the University of California at San Diego, works with faculty all over the world who want help designing classes and assignments to enhance learning and minimize cheating. She says they all share the same questions, problems, and concerns. Cheating knows no geographic boundaries, so it actually is pretty similar worldwide. You might get a study here or there that shows higher or lower rates in one country over another, but generally speaking, the rates are pretty consistent. Derek Newton, author of The Cheat Sheet and a frequent contributor to Forbes and other publications, says cheating has become ubiquitous, ranging as high as 60% in some studies. The scope of it, the pervasiveness, the commonality of it is just mind-boggling to me and also the sophistication, the technology, the level at which it exists, I think would surprise a lot of people and, and routinely surprises me. Cheating isn't new. Reports of cheating on civil service exams in China date back to the 13th century. Today, however, technology has changed how students cheat and how they think about cheating, explains Jarrett Dyer, a test center administrator at the College of DuPage, and a former president of the National College Testing Association. The methods of writing answers on the bottom of your shoe or on your hand are quaint by comparison. Now we have these large educational networking sites where, frankly, somebody could upload something from halfway across the globe uh, and a student here and in the Midwest of the United States would be able to download it and find it online. But as technological advances and the World Wide Web make cheating easier, colleges and universities are countering it with technology designed to catch and deter cheating, says Dr. David Emerson, a professor in the Franklin P. Purdue School of Business at Maryland's Salisbury University. We can record their screen. We can record any websites they go to. We can block access to websites. We can record their microphone. If we wanted, you can also pay an additional fee to have an online somebody watching in real time. We know a lot about how students cheat, and we're learning quite a bit about why they cheat and who is prone to cheating. Dr. Emerson and his colleagues conducted groundbreaking research on what motivates students to cheat. They found three personality traits that have the strongest influence. Psychopathy, typified by manipulation, greed, risk-taking, and deception. Narcissism, having a sense of self-importance and needing admiration. And Machiavellianism, 
one of the most difficult to rein in because it's characterized by a lack of conscience. Psychopaths know right from wrong, but they don't care. They're going to do what is ever in their best interest, regardless of the outcomes. So the only way you're going to stop a psychopath from cheating is by denying them the opportunity to do so. Fortunately, psychopaths represent a very small fraction of people, about 1%. For most people, cheating has to do with whether they are intrinsically motivated, wanting to learn and master the materials, or extrinsically motivated, focusing on test scores, grades, and getting into a top college or getting a high-paying job. Higher education today is more transactional. It's about earning an A in a class instead of learning, says Bertram Gallant. We don't hear a lot of talk about actual learning <laughs> and um, our students developing the skills and knowledge that we need for the 21st century. But circumstances such as online learning during COVID, working longer hours to pay for increasingly higher tuition, and overall pressure to succeed also push students who don't think of themselves as cheaters into taking shortcuts. They also get plenty of direct advertising from a multi-billion dollar industry of so-called contract cheaters that promise to answer questions within 15 minutes for a small fee. It's so easy and inexpensive, it's like signing up for Netflix, says Karen Sims Gallagher, a longtime professor in the Rossier School of Education at the University of Southern California. We know the, the saying, there's an app for that. Well, when it comes to cheating, there are hundreds of apps for that. And that is because contract cheating, which really is outsourcing answers or essays to, for an exchange of money, uh, is very lucrative. And they advertise on social media so that students are inundated, you know, whether on Facebook or Twitter. You know, they, they get advertising for this, and it's, it's in a kind of advertising that appeals to students about how overworked they are, how awful COVID is, let us help you. The University of Southern California reported a 115% increase in cheating during the first year of COVID, most of it due to contract cheating. Sims Gallagher warns that the deeper, more insidious side of the cheating business is that it doesn't just affect the students who cheat. They may feel remorse, but the damage impacts their classmates, the reputation of their college or university, and the value of a college degree. We cannot let uh, students uh, prosper from cheating. In the long run, if we erode the belief in the academic integrity of a, of a, a college, a, a school, a department, we all suffer. What can colleges do about this? The answer is a mix of everything, starting with understanding, documenting, and reporting the problem. It may be embarrassing to make this information public, says Gallagher, but you can't begin to fix the problem if you don't measure it first. We do not publish what's going on at things like at USC and our, our, our uh, handling of student disciplinary actions, nor do most universities. It's in our own self-interest as well as in the interest of the integrity of education in higher education as well as K-12 for us to be honest about what's going on and what we're doing 
to lessen it. Schools also need to have consistent policies that all faculty adhere to and all students are aware of. In most cases, different instructors have different rules. In one class, it may be acceptable to collaborate on homework, while in another, that's cheating. There's also myriad opinions about consequences. Too often, though, punishment, sometimes harsh, is the default position. It's seen as both a penalty for the cheater and a deterrent to everyone else. But Trisha Bertram Gallant says there's no research to support that belief. Why students cheat is so complex, and there's such an interplay of factors that saying that this one thing will stop students from cheating just doesn't ring true, right? It's, it, it, it's not resonant. Also, it doesn't jive with our university or school or college mission, right, which is to help students grow and learn and develop. Derek Newton advocates for colleges and universities to have a serious conversation about academic integrity that covers all bases. I would say to the universities, invest everything you can in, in creating a system and a culture where people don't cheat, but also invest on preventing it and catching it when it does happen. And then let's let's have a very serious conversation about the role of tech companies in this problem because they have a role to play in solving. Cheating is complicated and there's no silver bullet solution. Not simply changing assessments or teaching methods, not just reciting honor pledges or signing oaths, and not only defaulting to the most extreme consequences. Our mission at The Score is to bring these complex issues to light and foster important discussions within and across universities and colleges and in the public. You've been listening to a special edition of The Score produced for the World Education Summit. I'm Katherine Barron. The Score is produced by the Academic Integrity and Research Group at Pando Public Relations. It is underwritten by Measure Learning and technical support is provided by This Is Distorted. You can listen to the full series, download show notes, and see our lineup of guests at podcastthescore.com.